Good morning. Yeah, so they're not here today. They're not here in this service, but I do want to give a shout out to my mom and dad because they are amazing and they are returning from almost 40 years in Asia and they are coming back to, to live here and I'm just so proud of them and how they have been bringing, bringing the kingdom, bringing God's love in Asia for all that time. So when you see them, just any way you can bless them, just, just, just love on them for us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm so thankful for our history at Hillside. Um, as German said, I am Doug and Jill Short's daughter, and so I remember coming to Austin Avenue Chapel when we were back in Canada before it became Hillside as a kid. And then um, when I moved back to Canada and went to university, I actually I came to Hillside and I actually um, had a powerful, I remember sitting in that back chair over there and had a powerful vision of of Jesus encountering me and, and um, just healing me of some wounds that I had and re rededicated my life to Jesus at Hillside. And then Hillside sent me out to, to China. Six weeks after arriving there, I met this amazing man and um, we got married and um, we have been, come back to Canada for each, the birth of each one of our four kids and they've all been dedicated at Hillside. And you guys have just been so amazing and so faithful, and we're just so thankful for this family here. Um, yeah, so we have been in, Garrett's been in China for 15 years, myself is almost 14, and um, we've done a whole bunch of different things there. We've taught English, we've been involved in a healing home for um, um, vulnerable sick Tibetans who come to the city and need medical help. Um, we've started a prayer house where we host God's presence and worship. Um, we've had done a travel business. We've started a travel business there. And we've just seen God do um, many different amazing things in our time there. And um, we're actually in a, a kind of a very difficult season right now. Um, the situation politically in the country is, is difficult. And um, they're really cracked down on freedom of religion. And so many of our colleagues, other um, workers have had to leave the country, been forced to leave, and many of our local friends have been persecuted, interrogated, and put into prison. And um, we are not sure how much longer we can stay in, in China. We feel like we are gonna go back at the end of March, and every day that we have left there is a gift. And we're just gonna um, embrace that and and just seek God for how he wants us to spend each day there. So please pray for us in that situation, and please pray for your brothers and sisters in China. We really need your prayers right now. Good morning. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, share a little bit, and then um, Rebecca will, will come back and have the latter half of the time. So anyway, I wanted to just introduce myself again. I'm Garrett. I'm the guy in China <clears throat> that, uh, thank you so much. Uh, and I just want to say thank you, Hillside, uh, for sending uh, my wife to me. Uh, that I'm, <laughs> I'm really indebted to you guys, uh, very grateful. And of course, our kids are eternally grateful for you. They wouldn't exist otherwise. Um, <clears throat> No, it's, it's so cool. Uh, I, I just had started praying for a wife, actually, uh, an elder in our organization. 
you know, kind of encouraged me. I was 27 at the time. And he said, you know, you, you really should be married. And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, I'll go home and, and pray. So I started praying for a wife, and a month later, Rebecca showed up on my doorstep. Not exactly on my doorstep, but I, um, it, was, it was awesome. Cool story. Um, I want to... Sh- I, I got to write a book recently, um, and I'm really excited about it. It's called Catharsis. I don't know if, if you know what catharsis means. It's kind of one of those weird kind of literary words, uh, but it's basically emotional release of tension. Um, and I, in my own journey, have had some, some tensions uh, that uh, were kind of like, give, like basically handed down to me through, through, through certain teachings about, about God. Um, and in general, it's just like a, the lens, especially the lens of uh, God being the big guy in the sky, all controlling, um, predestinating, sort of determining the future, kind of this, this, this sort of picture. And then also kind of trying to know him and walk with him in the now, in the daily, the relational. And so it's sort of like me basically looking at a lot of different scriptures through the lens of relationship with God. So I'm really excited about this. And I have a stack of signed copies in the back. Yes. Um, I don't know at what point you become an author, but I think when you start signing a big stack of your book, that's like, I think that's it. I think that's when you become an author. So, um, so I invite you to buy one or six um, after the service. Um, there's a special deal for Hillside members only and guests and visitors and everyone else um, <laughs> that if you want to re- read it twice, you can buy two for twice the price. Um, <clears throat> bad joke. Rebecca said, don't say that. That's cheesy. <clears throat> um, but I, I'd like to give this out to the most enthusiastic person who's like, yes. I want to see some enthusiasm. Who, who really? All right, Jerry. I've been to conferences where they do that, and I'm like, I've always wanted to do that. You know, hand out a copy of my book. Now, you've, you've fulfilled a dream of mine. Thank you. Um, so... I would like also to thank Derwin for the opportunity to come and share this morning. It's, it's, a, it's a huge honor. Uh, so thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> uh, yep, $15 in the back. Um, so, no, I just, uh, I really pray that this morning will be encouraging, comforting, strengthening to, to each of you in your journey. Um, and uh, let me just open up in a word of prayer. So. Father, uh, we want to see you. Hmm. We want to see you afresh this morning. Encourage us, comfort us, strengthen us, um, give us what we need this morning in you, and uh, we're here to receive. So thank you, Father. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a personal story, and I'm going to... 
closer. Okay, I think that's better. That's good. I'm tall. I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, so it's, it's basically the story of my journey of healing in my, in my relationship with my dad. Uh, my, my real earthly physical dad, my daddy. Um, so I grew up in a fairly normal home and <clears throat> uh, my dad was a workaholic, so he wasn't at home very much. So through my teens, I really didn't actually have much of a male influence in my life. Um, and so there was already some, I think, some just strain and disappointment uh, from, from, from that. And then fast forward to our wedding day. My, my parents came out, uh, I was 29, and uh, literally days after our wedding, uh, my dad left my mom. Uh, so he, he walked out on her for a, another woman, and it made me really angry, <laughs> really just, I mean, on our, literally on our honeymoon, um, where everything should be right in the world, you know, th this, this devastating thing is happening to my family. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Aaron Short, who's not here in this service, but he would remember me sitting on the couch in his apartment when we were back in Canada that first year of our marriage. And <clears throat> my dad, uh, basically he had lost his job and so he had, was in a different city. And even after this like unfaithfulness, and my mom drove up to this town because he was just devastated, lost his pride, lost his dignity. And she basically rescued him, brought him back home, g gave him, you know, fed him, helped him, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, basically get back on his feet. Uh, uh, and two weeks of that, and then he, he, he was walking out on her again. Uh, so he's in the driveway of his car, and I had just happened to call him because I thought he was still there at my, at my mom's house. And um, he was telling me he was going, he was leaving again. And I shouted profanities at my father. And it just, I had so much anger. And it was, I didn't know what to do. It was just, uh, and I'm not proud of that. Uh, I mean, in fact, I could have been stoned for that in the Old Testament, right? Um, cursing your father. Uh, <clears throat> so just a lot of deep, deep brokenness uh, in, in my relationship with my dad. Um, and, and for... Yeah, anyway, shaming my, my mother after she did this incredible superhero thing. Um, months later, we were back in Chengdu, uh, and our friends had their leaders of their organization come to visit them in Chengdu, and they, they kind of joined our team meeting, and they wanted to pray over each of us. So these two men, I think they're from Australia, they prayed uh, over me, and they gave me this uh, prophetic word, and it was from the book of Malachi. It's actually the last verse in the Old Testament. And so I, th I think that's, do we have that? Yeah. Um, 
He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. And that was the word they gave me. And I'm still reeling over this, like, I'm just, like, so angry with my dad. I, wa I want to change him. I want to control him, really. And, and uh, they gave me this word. And in, in the, the version they use, it actually says hearts of fathers to their sons, I think. or their, Anyway, it was just even more, like, targeted to me. Um, and I thought, that's, that's impossible. My heart is a million miles away from my dad. Um, how could I be used to do this verse? Um, and, but for months, this, this word kept bouncing around inside me. I couldn't shake it. It was like a pinball machine that just kind of kept the ball going, and I couldn't forget this, this verse. Um, and, and, and one thing this verse started kind of producing in me was this, this, uh, this idea of what does it look like for a heart to be turned towards someone or your, your, your parent or your child? What does that mean? And I kind of thought, well, is there a word for that? Is affection, is that the word? And I'm thinking, do I have affection for my dad? Um, that's a funny question I never asked myself before. I'm, tw I'm now 30, maybe 31. And I'm, I'm asking myself, when was the last time I felt affection for my dad? And I couldn't remember. I, I searched through piles of criticisms, judgments, accusations, disappointments, and I'm looking through all of this in my heart, going, when did I ever have like a warm fuzzy? <laughs> you know, like a, a genuine sort of like, little boy in his dad's lap, kind of this like admiration and pride and, and wow, he's the number one man in my life, that, that, that sonly affection for a father. I couldn't remember. I think maybe it was when I was probably a little boy, like, like seven or eight. Um, then, then the Lord, this is all like within a few weeks, I'm going to share this, this, this journey, what the Lord was doing in my heart. He started teaching me about honor <clears throat> you know, we all know the verse, honor your mother and your father. And I'm thinking, how in the world do I honor my dad after what he's done? Um, and so, and I'm walking out of uh, the gate of our university, and which I did every morning. In, in, uh, in China, uh, in apartments, or some, some apartments have like uh, uniform guards um, but, but universities and other kind of complexes might have like a military-style looking gate with a, with a military-dressed uh, guard. And th this was one of those. And so I'm walking out of this big gate, and there's no one else around. It's just me. And I look over at the guard, and he, he salutes me. And I, and I kind of like took me by surprise, and I kind of did a little, you know, <laughs> salute back. But it was just a really precious moment. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, here's this noble-looking uh, Chinese man, uh, probably in his 40s or so, s saluting me, and I'm this lanky American nobody. I don't, I, you know, he doesn't know me from Adam, and uh, but I felt like a head of state, like what that 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 act of saluting me, it made, made me feel big, made me feel really important, you know, 
And then it hit me, honor isn't something someone deserves, it's something someone else gives. And I thought, oh, wow, that's cool. And then I thought about my dad, and I'm like, oh. Um, <clears throat> had, a, had a friend over uh, within a few days of that kind of revelation, and he was talking about his relationship with his dad, and it was, he was talking about him like, like he was his best friend. And I said, Ira, you, you talk about your dad like he's your best friend. And he said, yeah, because he is. I just was like shot to the heart. I'm like, how? Like, how is that even possible? Never heard of such a thing. Um, and he, you know what he said to me? He said, when you honor your father, it's like a magnet. You attract his positive qualities to you. When you dishonor your father, you attract his negative qualities. And I thought, oh no, <laughs> I'm, I'm under some, you know, I'm going to get a lot of bad stuff if I keep the way I'm going with my relationship with my dad. Then um, God began to speak to me about grace. God, like, almost audibly asked me, Garrett, did you change before I gave you grace or after? And I said, oh, well, after. I mean, you gave me grace, and that actually enabled me to change. And he, he didn't say anything. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you see, my dad was going to get married that weekend. And I didn't, I didn't find out until like a few days before from my sister. She said, you know, dad's getting married this weekend, right? <clears throat> I'm like, what? No. Um, and so I call him and on Skype from China. And I'm like, so getting married this weekend, huh? He's like, yeah, didn't I tell you? Nope, he didn't tell me. Oh, that's strange, whatever. Um, and that, that morning, I woke up with a dream. I had had a dream, and in the dream, I'm sitting outside with Rebecca and my dad, and his woman was walking around with a tray of cupcakes. And she came to me with this tray of cupcakes. And I'm looking at her in my dream, and she's like smiling, glowing. And I, I'm suspicious, but I, I take this cupcake and eat it, and peace and joy like flood my soul. And then I wake up. I'm like, oh, no, I wanted to hate her. I wanted to not like her. Um, so I'm on Skype with my dad <clears throat> in these words, affection, honor, grace, given before change. I thought, okay, Rebecca and I had been praying that my dad would, would change his mind, that he, God would change his heart, that he would do something else. He would leave this woman, go back to my mom. We had prophetic words. We were just praying and really, really believing and I'm on, the, I'm on the phone with my dad, and I, and I say, so you're getting married this, this weekend. And I say, Dad, I want you to know that I love you, and 
And I, I want to just bless, bless your marriage and your wedding and with, with Nora. And I, I just wish you that both of you will be happy and that you're, you'll have a good marriage. And he was shocked. And he, and he, like choking back tears, said, you don't know how much that means to me. And then we, we started talking about other stuff, and we started laughing and telling jokes. And lo and behold, I had this thing in this area. It felt kind of warm and fuzzy. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I got my dad back. You know what? My dad, I made him sound like, you know, this really terrible person. And in fact, if you met him, you'd be like, he's a really cool guy. And I actually think he's a really, really cool guy. And this is the miracle. Like, I had to let go of the criticisms, the judgments, the accusations and the, the need to control my dad. I mean, what a con, kind of twisted thing, huh? That like a son would sort of look down on his father. Um, and I realized I don't need him to act a certain way to be my dad or to receive affection from him. I can receive affection from him just because he's my dad. And that like freed me to, to love him. Um, I hung up the phone, the Skype machine, and Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca was like, what, what, did you, what just happened? Because she kind of overheard, you know, because we were holding on to the, the breakthrough. <clears throat> and, I, and I said, if I, if I you know, if, if it was after the fact, after they were already married, I would have been forced to accept her, to have to, you know, to love her. Um, but I got to do it before I was forced to. Like, I got to do it out of free choice, free will, and love. Um, and it's, it's, been, it's been such an investment in, in my dad and my relationship. Even, even now, every two years, we get ready to come back to North America, and my friends ask me, so what are, you, what are you looking forward to most when you get back to North America? You're know, th thinking I'm going to say Chick-fil-A or something. I don't know if you know what that is. That's in the South. Um, um, certain, you know, food or, and, I, and every time I say, you know, I, I'm actually looking forward to time with my dad. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 un, it's unreal. Um, I have to find out where I am in my notes. I'm not checking my messages, by the way. Wait, hold on a second. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so why do I tell you this story? Um, for two reasons. Healing for our relationships is possible. And it comes by letting go of judgment. Um, it comes by desiring affection and giving honor and grace before they're deserved. And in our us versus them, right versus wrong world that we live in now, we desperately need to be reminded of the possibility of true friendship and affection in relationships in spite of not agreeing with each other or with each other's ideas or actions or words. 
together we are, the harder it will be for Satan to divide us. Secondly, I, I want you to see God. Um, and God's not a hypocrite. He doesn't just require, or the, these principles aren't just for us. Like, he lives them and does them all the time. Um, when he teaches love your enemies, he's not making an exception for himself, right? When he says turn the other cheek, he, he's not reserving the right to hit back just for himself. Um, when he says honor your parents, forgive your brother, take the lowest position, influence by serving, he says these things because he's doing them all the time. It's his nature. You know, your father in heaven doesn't agree with a lot of what you think. The surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but he just wants to be with you. He just wants that stuff, that affection, the juice that comes from being with you. And that, effect, that flow of affection back and forth has nothing to do with what you think or how you act. It can just happen because you're his kid and he's your dad. <clears throat> um, I want to I pray, and then I'm going to invite Rebecca to, to come up and, and, and do, do some more sharing. So, Father, um, I pray that you would make us a people uh, that are affectionate and, and that we would learn how to honor and give grace to every relationship, friends, family, um, and that you would bring healing. So any, any person that comes to your mind right now, uh, I just pray that God would give you the courage uh, to believe that, yes, healing is possible and affection in that relationship is possible. Uh, genuine, warm fuzzies are possible in those relationships. Um, you know, we aren't, uh, we aren't the smartest people, Father, um, but you say the, the world would know us by our love. The world would know us by our affection. And so I just pray, God, that you would warm our hearts and make us an affectionate people. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, so I've been on my own journey of um, understanding the Father heart of God, of learning to hear Papa's voice and um, embracing my identity as his beloved daughter. And I wanted to share some of that with you. I think we have the most amazing daddy in the world. We are so blessed. We get to be his kids. We get to receive his love in every part of us and hear our voice every day just we are we are so blessed and just want to remind you this morning and Garrett already has a bit but that he is not distant father god he's not distant he's right here he's not mad at us he's not disappointed in us he's not trying to teach us a lesson and he's gonna we're gonna get in trouble for um 
He is for us. He's our biggest advocate, our biggest fan, and he delights over us. He's singing over us with his love and just always has his arms open wide to embrace us. He wants more than anything for us to know and believe in our innermost beings that we are his beloved sons and daughters. That that's who we are. That's our most important identity. I've found that as I walk out of that knowledge that I am his beloved daughter, I am free. I'm not, I just feel stronger and braver and I'm not like wondering what other people are thinking about me because I know, I know I'm his beloved daughter. That's so amazing. So yeah, just in the story of the prodigal son and coming back to his father, I just love what how Jesus shows us what the father is like in that story. Um, that the father is like running before his sons even come to the house. He's running out. He's filled. It says Luke 15 verse 20. It says he's filled with love and compassion. He runs to his son. He embraces him and kisses him. He didn't see his son's sin, his rags. He saw his son his beloved son, and that's all he was thinking about. He gives him his finest robe. He gives him a ring on his finger and sandals for his feet. He kills the fattened calf so they can have a banquet to celebrate. He's just like so, this is the father. He's so like crazy about us, so over the top, just wanting to embrace us and love us. That's our dad. Isn't that amazing? So, so wonderful. <clears throat> Well, um, when we've been out in, in Tibet, on the Tibetan Plateau, and going to visit our, our friends there um, who are Tibetan Buddhists, we're often looking for ways to share Jesus with them in a way that they'll be, under, they'll be able to understand. And often when we tell them about Jesus, um, the first thing they say is, oh, he sounds just like Buddha. It's the same. We believe the same thing. And we're like, hmm... Uh, not really. How do we like try to find say it in a way they can understand? So, one time we were visiting these nomad friends, and um, we'd already shared with them about Jesus, and they, oh yeah, the same thing. That's that's great. We love it. And so then Garrett Garrett said he came into the room later after putting the kids to bed, and he just starts sharing how he feels about our kids, and he just shares like because they have kids too says, you know, when I, look at my, when I look at my son, when I look at my daughter, I just feel so much joy and so much pride. Like, I just love them so much. Like, I would do anything for them. They are so special to me, and I'm so crazy about them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we feel the same way about our kids. Like, they totally got that feeling. And, and then he says, well, you know, that's how that's how our God feels about us. And that's, that's how our God feels about us. And they're like, oh, oh, your God's really different. Your God's really different. We, we, our God's not like that. And they totally got it and wanted to, wanted to hear more. It was like this revelation that that is, that, that God is different because he's a loving father. Yeah, so I wanted to share a personal story. I'm going to put it down. 
Some of you may know some of this history, um, but my brother and I um, were sent away to a boarding school when we were five, six years old because my parents lived in a remote place in Thailand and there wasn't very good education options for us. So we went to another country to school and we came home twice a year. And I did that for 10 years. So I actually lived most of my growing up years away from my mom and dad. And that was all I knew. That was normal to me. But in my um, adult years, especially since having kids, I've started having some triggers of memories of being alone at school and not having my mom and dad. And um, I've just, it was really painful. And I just felt like, how can I, how can I raise my own kids if I'm having I'm having these painful memories coming up. I don't know if any of you have felt, felt like this when you get a trigger of a, something painful in your life, but it's really hard, and you're just, I started feeling like, God, where were you? Where were you? Like, how can I, how can you bring this up? And then I'm supposed to go on and be a good mom and love my kids. Well, and then I started having, the trigger started coming, especially at, um, sports events or school events where there were other kids and I'd watch kids running and race and I just feel like so much emotion and so like alone and I felt like I needed to cheer every kid on in the race and all these things I wasn't understanding and Jesus just said to me come to me I want to talk to you about this and he started telling me that I felt like this because I had been alone, and for many events in my life, sports events and other performances, there was no one there to cheer just me on. There was no one there to cheer just me on, and I just felt really alone. And I knew right away that that was, yes, God, that's exactly why I feel like this. And he's like, well, can I show you where I was and what I was doing? And he just has started showing me, started showing me so many memories of where he was, that he was there, that he was walking with me and um, loving me and things that I knew he was there because other, no one else would know those memories. And there were even some memories that I didn't remember. And he reminded me of that. Well, I felt like it was okay with Jesus, but I wasn't sure about the father. I wasn't sure, because the father always seemed really distant. Okay, Jesus, you were there, but where was the father? Where was Father God? Well, one, one day, several years ago, I was actually on a run, and we were back in Canada, and I just heard this voice say, um, Rebecca, do you want to know how I feel about you? It's Papa. Do you want to know how I feel about you? And said, okay. There was other people running by. I'm like, I'm not sure this is a good time, God, but sure. And um, immediately he showed me this memory. And we, Aaron and I, some of you know my brother Aaron, he, we would come on a, we had to go on an airplane to go back to where our parents were. We flew to leave them to go to another country, and we flew back. And we were just young kids. We'd wear these unidentified 
U I M not unidentified, U M unaccompanied minor, thank you, um, bat bibs on our, around our neck, and we always had to carry our own passports, and we'd come out, like, we'd get our bags, and we'd come out, and our, our parents would be waiting for us on the other side at the arrival, and we hadn't seen them in months, and God said, do you remember that? And I said, yeah, I remember that. He said, do you remember what your mom and dad were doing? Do you remember what your dad was doing? And I could see my dad holding this huge welcome home sign, and he was just jumping up and down, calling my name, saying, Rebecca, my girl, come here, welcome home. I've missed you so much. And I remembered that so clearly. And God said, that's how I feel about you. That's what I'm doing for you every single day. I'm so crazy about you. I'm so proud of you. I'm calling your name. I'm cheering you on. I'm your biggest fan. And I've always got my arms open to you, calling you to come home. And well, I can't, I can't tell you what that, what that did for me. To when we hear and when we know how our papa or daddy feels about us, we are fearless. We are unstoppable. We are free to run faster, to dream bigger, to have faith to move mountains, to love without limit, to expect and hope for greater things. And that day, papa also told me, he's like, You've got to tell my kids this. You've got to tell my kids how I feel about them. It's so important that they know how I feel about them. They know how I feel about them in their innermost being. And so since, since then, um, just getting so much freedom and so much healing from knowing how, how Papa God feels about me, I've just, it's just been my heart's desire to give that away. And so I've been... Um, getting training and experience in inner healing prayer counseling ministry and that's what i've been doing for the last two years in china and i just it's my favorite thing to just help others get connected with with god and to hear his voice for themselves in their pain to meet them in pain painful memories and i just want to share a few highlights from those times i've had so um one of them was my friend lulu she never felt loved in her life. Even if people showed her love, she never felt like she could receive it. Um, And in our inner healing time, Jesus showed her that that came from when she was a child. She had never, she wasn't wanted as a baby. It was a stressful family situation, and they didn't want her. Um, She was about to be born, and she could feel Jesus showed her this memory just feel like they didn't, they didn't, weren't ready for her. But when she was born, God took her back into this memory. It was amazing. Father God was there, and he picked her up. And he, she just saw him holding her in his arms and just saying, oh, my girl, I've been waiting for you to arrive. I am so proud of you. You are so beautiful. And 
he held her up and said like, oh my goodness, I love you so much. You are my perfect creation. And um, she just started laughing and crying at the same time, if that's possible, and just saying like, I know I'm loved. I know I'm loved. I know I saw what, what God, how God feels for me. And it's just changed thing, change things for, for her. So when other people say, I love you, Lulu, she knows they, she can receive that because she knows how her Papa God feels about her. Another friend has um, been walking with, um, had a very abusive father and, and mother and always believed that it was her fault that she was um, abused. And I've just watched Jesus heal her and show up and go back into these very painful memories and Jesus just comes very gently, very kindly to her as a little girl and just holds her and protects her from her dad. And through this, she's been able to forgive her dad. And um, Jesus has been showing her the Father. And she never wanted to know Father God. But now she feels like she can trust the Father because of how Jesus has brought healing. I love how Jesus shows us the way to the Father. Jesus is, Jesus is the Father. And <clears throat> another friend said through, through this inner healing counseling, um, Father God just started doing really fun things with her and silly things. And she said, I never know that. I always thought that Father God was serious. I never knew that he could be silly and fun. So, <clears throat> yeah, this has been really amazing and what's amazing is that many of these friends also went to boarding school and I don't know you guys probably know about the residential schools in Canada First Nations people being sent away well in China unfortunately similar kinds of things have happened and many of our mi minority friends have been through similar experiences but now through my the healing that God's been giving me from boarding school, I'm able to give it away and help these some of these friends that I've met uh, meet Jesus. And another one said, <clears throat> she said, as she heard the father's voice of what, how he feels about her, he said, you are my beloved daughter. I'm so proud of you and pleased with you. She just immediately freed him from so many lies and evil spirits just broken off of her. And now she is walking in stronger faith in Jesus, and God is using her in amazing ways to share, share the good news with um, those around her. So I could share so many other stories about it, but I want to ask you guys this morning, how do you see the Father? Um, how, is, how has your past affected how you see God? Um, maybe it's been disappointment. Maybe it's been... Um, pain, maybe it's been a broken relationship with family members, with your mom and dad. Maybe it's been, maybe it's been religion. Maybe you taught, you were taught that God was always angry with you and always disappointed with you, and that you had to do things to <clears throat> to please Him. Um, well, this morning I just want to give an opportunity for God to speak to you, and. Um, we're just going to have a little bit of music in the background, and I'd like to invite you to close your eyes and just relax. Just take a deep breath. 
Sons and daughters of Hillside, I release the goodness of God over you. Sons and daughters of Hillside, I release the goodness of God over you. I release the light and sound of heaven to resonate with every cell in your body, and I call your spirit to connect with Holy Spirit. I thank you, Papa God, that you are here, we trust you, we lean into your sovereignty. Jesus, I thank you for your amazing sacrifice. You died to destroy the works of the enemy and reveal your Father to us. And we are here today to partner with you to do the same. Holy Spirit, thank you that you make this possible, that you are here I ask that you give my brothers and sisters eyes to hear, eyes to see, ears to hear, and the ability to sense what you're doing. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Show us the Father. I just want you to imagine a favorite beautiful place that you love in nature. Maybe it's a mountaintop, maybe it's a beach. Maybe it's a waterfall. Just go there in your imagination. I'm just going to invite Jesus to come into that place. Jesus, just show us where you are. What is the expression on Jesus' face? Jesus is just going to take you by the hand and invite, with, invite you to go with him to see the Father. What is Father God doing? How does it feel to be with him? Is he saying anything to you? Don't be afraid to ask him how he feels about you. Father God has a gift in his hand that he's holding out to you. Look at it closely.
Father, why are you giving this gift? What is it for? What does it mean? I just invite you to take a minute to thank him for the gift and anything he said to you. And just ask him if there's anything else he wants to show you or say to you. And I just bless you, bless you to stay in that place with God. He's so delighted to meet with you, and he has so much more to reveal to you. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, you are so good. Thank you for speaking to us.